welcome to the Nerd Party. Hello everybody at home and welcome to Second Contact, a Lower Decks commentary podcast. I am your co-host Tristan Riddell and with me as always is Charlene Schmidt. Charlene, this is a very special episode because this is the season finale of season two. That's right. It's the 10th episode of the season and it went by so, so fast. Way too fast. But you know what? If we're going to do a finale, let's do a finale. This is the finale of finales. The, yeah, this was this was a big show, and story wise, I was actually I was saying to some friends of mine that like they pulled out all the stops for this story. Like this may <laughs> not be the biggest laugh out loud, but you're like, this is good trek. Like this, this is just good sci-fi. Oh, it's it's amazing, and I'm very excited to be talking about it. And for a full half hour, no less, we're like at 29 minutes on this baby. Yeah. So I say, let's just get right to it. <laughs> let's dive right in. We have so much to talk about. So as we do always, what we do is we queue up the episode, and once we get past the TV rating, we hit pause, and that's how we queue it up. You guys do the same thing. We'll give you a countdown of three, two, one, and we all hit play at the same time. Are you ready? I am ready. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, play. Play. And we just have a TV 14 rating. No violence, that's no right. sexual content, just TV 14. Feels naked. Nor, no horn stroking. Like Not this time. Look We've already done that. Beautiful ship. We got to talk about this ship. Oh my gosh! First sight, I fell in love with it. How about you? Oh, absolutely. I thought it was just going to be a straight Excelsior class. I thought it was just <laughs> Excelsior, but just for the new for the new age. But no, it's like, better. Like a refit or something. I love this old- love child between the Sovereign and the Excelsior class. It is beautiful. Yeah. I think what do they call it the Oberon class, it's Obeyna class, something like. Obeda. Like that. Obeda yeah. or Obeyna? Uh, I don't know. It's something like that. Two? It starts with an O. <laughs> and then we have Captain Gomez here. Captain Gomez. She has made it. So some of you might recognize her from early TNG, where she's the one who spilled hot chocolate on Captain Picard in engineering. Yes. And, and so she now even, she's the captain of her own ship. She even makes a reference to that when one of her lower deckers makes a minor screw up. And she says, <laughs> don't you worry. It's been far worse with far more intimidating people. So we get, we get a Jennifer cameo. Jennifer cameo, but not the last one. I love, I love Mariner's insult with her stupid little butt. <laughs> I enjoyed that too very much <laughs> which uh we uh <laughs> which we uh so right here okay so they talk about a transfer yes so was that a, a misunderstanding or was there actually going to be a transfer but then they canceled the transfer because of the because of um, the what happened oh, at to the very been, end i think that i guess was, i guess timeline yeah. it had to have been that way because yeah. they said that the packlid homeworld was hurt or hit the day of the incident and the day and the incidents yeah. was the next day. So timing is everything with this. And yeah. this teaser, this cold open, I think sh- displays one of the things that we've commented about this season is when we don't have one, how much we miss it. This is why this draws you into the story. I don't know about you, but I'm on board. Captain Freeman is getting promoted. She's going to transfer to another ship. Which one? How is this going to affect Mariner? Mariner looks scared out of her mind. How is this going to play out? I am in. Let's go. Yeah, I, I 
I echo exactly what you just said because it gives you time to think and consider what you just saw and kind of hypothesize about what's going to happen. And so you can be surprised or you can predict or it's just, yeah, right. it just evens it out. Yeah, I love that Mariner is shocked and mortified at the thought of her mother transferring to another ship because they have grown closer this season ever so slowly. And so this would be a huge change for both of them just as they're getting this going. So we have the, the veritable pop-up alert or ad <laughs> spam. So annoying. It doesn't matter what kind of tech you have. <laughs> also, I love the... Um, the th- the reference to Captain Picard Day. Yes, Captain Freeman Day. I love what Mariner's about to say about that too, which is one of my favorite quotes in this episode. The whole thing about how this is a made-up holiday for tricking kids into a th- respecting authority. That's such a Mariner also, line. She makes a... Um, it's funny because like the, the, cla- the class of ship that we just saw, um, the Archimedes was obviously an evolution of the Excelsior class starship. And... Uh, Mariner just made a reference to Star Trek Three, where we first see the Excelsior, like saying <laughs> yes. we might get some weirdo with a writing crop. <laughs> I loved that reference. It's so subtle, and yet we know exactly what she's talking about. How can you forget that also, guy? So, like Boimler's like cutting the paper for some reason. That was super distracting to me because I was just watching him cut the paper with that tool, that laser tool. Oh, really? Tool, and I had no idea what happened in that scene, and I had to rewind. <laughs> You were just distracted by him actually cutting real paper? Was that it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It was real paper. And it was, I was just like, I was like, oh, what kind of tool is that? I wonder if it doesn't cut yourself. You know, it only cuts the paper. Does it, it I'm sure like, it doesn't burn the paper. These are all the questions. Childproof scissors. <laughs> yeah. It's something I'm very concerned about right now. Okay. Well, you need to get your answers. That's the thing. So I think we got more billups this season than we did first season. Yeah, just a tiny bit. I'm hoping we get even more next season because we are getting a next season for sure. Absolutely. What we've learned of Billups has been fantastic. And I love one little line he gets in this episode. It's where he curses with, what was it, like dragon's blood? It was. He's like, oh, dragon's blood. Yeah. (laughs) That was awesome. I knew exactly what you were going to mention. I thought of you in that moment. (laughs) Thank you. There was another moment that I thought was, I was just like, oh, Shar's going to love this and I'll mention it when we get to it. Okay. So much good stuff. It's a beautiful ship. It is a beautiful ship. I genuinely love this ship. It is cool. Because I I always got a little tired of the Excelsior ship because they used it so much in TNG and in Deep Space Nine. But we all know the reasons why. Because, you know, of TV economics. Sure. You know, they had the model and they didn't want to make a new one. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's I love that it's, it's blending the first contact era ships with TOS. And I think it's a perfect blend. It really is. Or TUS movie era, as I meant to say. Uh, yeah, that too. <laughs> so this is so freakingly unprofessional. Oh, sure. Of course the way it that is. The way that they're acting is crazy. And they're all this way. They're all stark raving pissed. Now, when we get to this scene with Tendi going over to Dr. Ta'ana, I wondered if Mariner hearing about Freeman's transfer as well as... Tendi and her dilemma, are these going to be misunderstandings? Turns out they just get one piece of information that's part of a bigger picture. That's going to be the case for one, but not both. <laughs> You're like, I'm so spiritually centered or I'd snap. <laughs> <laughs> Another favorite quote from this episode. I, need to, I can't pick I know one. Sh- Shax is, gives, gives all the one-liners uh, lately. He gets really good lines. 
and Billups just loses it. Like this is the first time we've seen him absolutely lose it. <laughs> he is he is out of control, as we might have said last so, episode. With the Tindy stuff in Sick Bay, what did you think that was when you first saw it? I didn't think she was getting cast off the ship. I really did think she was going in for a promotion. So that wasn't a big surprise to me. Nevertheless, my heart warmed over for her. I thought it was one of two things where she was either going to be following Freeman for some weird reason, like if Freeman actually did take the transfer Hmm. and like, and that's why, or it was like, no, just a misunderstanding. Like they're going to move her out of sickbay into something else. Yeah. I just figured she was going on to bigger and better things. I, I'm is, glad that she's moving on to more of more of a general science role in yeah. next season because she felt kind of wasted in sick bay. She didn't really get to do a whole heck of a lot in sick bay, yeah. and when she was, she was hunting down officers for their physicals and stuff like that. So maybe this will give her more to do in a Spock way, not Jadzia Dax way. I loved that, by the way. <laughs> she's like, "What? Who is that? I don't know who that is." <laughs> This character looks so, they look so similar to each other. Yeah, this is the younger like, version. It's like the new Selena Gomez. <laughs> and guess, she'll be all right. Give her 20 yeah. years, she'll be a captain too. Now that looks painful, that burn that Tendi just got. Ouch. Yeah, I think they might have overdone that one a little bit. That's That's beyond like first degree. I, I like this throwback here where they're in the same plot, same place that they saw the pulsar. Yes, that this was, was a, very That was a big cute. moment. Like, it that was, was a very nice moment. I that shouldn't was, say big, but you know what I mean. Well, it was a big bonding moment for them. They solidified some things there. And this, I mean, their whole story is all about their friendship. And I don't know. It's very charming where we go with this. I love it. I, what do you, how do you feel about a romantical you know what? The interpretation of theirs. I think this episode puts that to rest. They have a platonic friendship end of story. And you know what? I'm thrilled by that. Because men and women can be friends. Not every relationship between a man and a woman has to have romantic undertones or overtones or will they and won't they. No. Yeah. I have plenty of friendships with men where that happens. You included. I like that. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, I really like that we're seeing that trend in TV more and more, that we're kind of sick of the whole friendship love triangle method, the the the, the yeah. will they or won't they, the can they remain friends, the let's sleep together once, say it's a mistake, no. and then try to go back to being friends. Like, no. Not everybody needs to be paired off like that. Yeah. And I like that we're not doing that here. Yes. You know what else I love is this imagery taking from Star Trek Six and then putting it in this context. With the wave. Also, I love the visual of the shields disintegrating. Yeah. That was, that was really good. cool. So cool. So they're just dead stick. Just boom. They, done. They are adrift. They got nothing. They don't even have lights. <laughs> That's the thing, though. That's the thing that always drives me crazy is that if you're on a starship and you don't have any lights, you are pitch black. like yeah we can't even see eyes for real here if this is happening i guess maybe ambient light if they're close to a star 
I guess Maybe. if they're in a solar system, then yeah. But even the shock wave isn't generating that much light, right? I don't yeah. know. I'm just saying. But then again, I, I know it's TV. You yes. Shut up. It's TV. Got to make concessions. So this bothers the hell out of me. And this is not just a Lower Decks problem. This is a Star Trek problem. This is a sci-fi problem. Warp around the debris field. <laughs> Yeah, this is the Come thing where they're... from the other side. That, yeah, can they just... They feel like they have to go through it, I guess. But then what happens, because we do have to go through it, apparently, is pretty cool. So, you know what? I'm okay with it. Like, well, I'm just I going mean, to of accept course. it. I know. It, it, it's, you, ha- you have to accept that when it comes to sci-fi because so often, spe- specifically in Star Trek, so often in Star Trek, they don't think about the third dimension. <laughs> it's true, though. They have fallen into that trap. And really, yeah, as you mentioned, sci-fi as a result also has. And there's so many times where you see, especially in TNG, where they're like, oh, we have to go through the debris field. Like, no, just go above it 20 <laughs> meters and you'll <laughs> right? be fine. There's got to be a way. Find it. So we get to see that there's a captain's yacht on the Cerritos. I'm surprised that there is a captain's yacht on the Cerritos. You know what? I was thinking in in this episode, for as small as this ship is, they have a lot of stuff in here. We have room for things like pottery classes, ballroom dancing, cetacean ops, and a yacht, and then some. Man, they're packing a lot into this thing. Yeah, I know that these these things, Cali classes, are supposed to be workhorses, but... If they're considered kind of like if a Cali class is considered to be, you know, the the lower decks of Starfleet, of uh-huh. Starfleet ships, you'd think that there wouldn't be a, a yacht. You would think. You would think. And you'd but think then again, you would, I, I'm not basing that on anything. But then you would also think if we aren't going to do a yacht, maybe you could give your lower deckers at least a room to, to sleep <laughs> in, not a hallway. <laughs> you know, I would love to see Mariner like camp out in there and she gets caught and she's like what are you doing here have you been living in here like yeah i'm tired of living in a hallway <laughs> but then she wouldn't see her friends so does she bring it's, them with her ah, maybe they're okay, all camping like, out in here now that would be a maybe fun like plot. one episode is like she camps out in there and then like boimler finds out and they start camping together and then like it's a it's a oh, domino like of people trying to sleep in the captain's yacht so the whole removal plot i love that idea it's amazing isn't it i never w- would have thought of that it's very out of the box and the visual like visually seeing it in action wow this is a hell of a process yeah i mean like it's really extreme and i think it would take more than 20 hours personally <laughs> but you know what these are motivated starfleet officers they can get it done and one of the things I really do appreciate about this episode is how everybody works together. This is really yes. seeing the Cerritos crew kicking some ass. And there's, a, I mean, there is a lot of spacesuits. A lot of spacesuits out there. Where did all those come from? <laughs> I wonder if there, if it's some sort of regulation where like you have to have as many spacesuits as you do people. Ooh, kind of like you know, life rafts or something yeah. like that. Maybe. And so we're getting some first contact throwback here. Big time. With the with the whatever those things are called, the clamps or Yeah, the mag clamps. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. I think that's what they're called. It sounds right to me. <laughs> 
Now, this whole thing with Rutherford saving three copies so that he doesn't lose his memories of Teddy, you know what? That is so sweet. It's subtle, but it's a real gesture of how much the friendship means to him. Look at that shot. It's so cool. shot. With the nacelles breaking up. It's amazing. Beautiful. Again, shacks with the learners. (laughs) Nothing's going to blow up here unless I'm the one doing the blowing up. Yes. I'm so glad they brought him back, but I'm I'm sad that we don't get a lot of Kayshawn. Yeah. I'm hoping maybe next season they work together a little more. Then we can have both. So this is terrifying. They totally just ejected the view screen so that they could see with their eyes. That is scary as hell going through a, an I was shocked. Field. I couldn't believe they did that. We have never seen that happen before, right? No. Uh, we, the only The closest we've gotten, I think, has been Star Trek Nemesis where the screen was ripped out. Okay. Yeah, this felt even somehow more extreme than that. Like these are drastic measures yeah. they're going to. And this too where lo- the Cerritos yeah. nameplate is floating. Oh my god. I kind of had an emotional moment and then the Cerritos just looks so naked without its whole plating. I want an eagle moss or whatever <laughs> it's called. With statue of No, no, like just straight up no just the inner plate. Mm. Just the inner inner hull. That's all I want to see. Okay. You know, I feel like you could make a puzzle of the Cerritos, like a 3D puzzle where you remove the hull plating or put it back on, one of the two. That could be an interesting concept. So no one ever treats the phaser as a gun. Like she's just waving this around, pointing it at her mom. <laughs> <laughs> and she was welding with it earlier. I know, right? <laughs> hey, no one ever treats know. it as a gun in Star Trek. That's okay. I'm all right with this. I appreciated the little detail of seeing little spacesuits on the ship as we closed in just yeah. now. That was cool. You get to see Billups be a hero. Dragon's blood. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> it is nice to see Billups being a hero. <laughs> I did like that we got to see, we gave Ransom a moment to shine. Like he's not just the comic relief. He's not just like the muscle dunce. Right. Or like the overly confident guy. Like he actually does have some skills. Every once in a while they pop that in where they remind you like, no, he is an XO. Right. Like he. He's competent He's an XO for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. And he has a joystick on his chest. Riker would be jealous. Mm Mm-hmm. Man, those pop-ups, I tell you, they're the worst. He needs an ad blocker. So with this. So, uh, like, uh, we get a little refresher of their relationship, but then, mm-hmm. boom. Missing scene. We get conspiracy theories here. Like, what is this? What is happening here? I really hope. They've got to be dangling this for season three, right? I hope so. Or they're just going to string it along for a while. But so, <laughs> that implant was forced upon him. Maybe. I mean, Crazy. we thought it was elective, but there's got to be something well, more going on here. Well, that's that's what they said, though. That They said they're like, we'll make him think that it's elective. Yeah. So it clearly okay. wasn't. So, yeah. And now, for the first time ever, we get to see <gasps> Cetacean Ops. Cetacean Ops! This was a moment. And this is how animation just rules. This is one of the reasons why this format is so great to have for Star Trek. Because could you imagine doing this in live action? This, I mean, it would blow the budget. There's a reason why we haven't seen it on live action Trek. But you can do it in animation, just like removing the whole plating. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad they're taking advantage of this kind of stuff. (laughs) And I love our officers of Cetacean Ops so much. And they're horny for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Well, 
you know. Now, how do you say, is it Kimolu? Kimolu? I don't know. I'm not sure. And then the other guy's just Matt. So. Just Matt. <laughs> I appreciate that for some reason. But yeah, like we as a, as a, as a fandom have been waiting, what, 30 years? Yes. For Cetacean Ops to make an appearance? Yeah. Now this scene, this moment right here with Tendi just shaking Mariner and saying, no, go to your mother. We've got this. This is her moment to shine. This is her. So it wasn't. In- yes, I, I agree. And it wasn't until I had the captions on watching it just now. This is like, um, go apologize to your mom before we're all killed. I <laughs> yeah. could have sworn that when I was watching it, she just said, mom, like, now go apologize to mom before uh- <laughs> we all get killed. <laughs> no. I thought she was calling her Captain Mom, which I would have been hilarious in my <laughs> No, I really loved how she says, oh, we are your family. Now get your butt up there. So yeah. great. I love that like, Bormler actually does a swimmer stretch. Yes. Like. Like, okay, so he's actually a competent swimmer. Okay, cool. Yeah. Is this going to possibly be of note for the future, too? Who knows? And there's always a struggle on that last one. Always. Yes. Just like in Star Trek put all 4, your weight behind it. I was yeah. thinking of Kirk trying to pull open the hatch so the whales could get out. That's right. I'm glad that like they had a moment, but then Freeman was just like, okay, all right, we, we, we got a, we got a crisis here. Yeah, we patched things it, up really quick because we have a job to do. It was but like the, it the opposite of discovery. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not going to take three minutes, which is great, though, because we really don't need it to be this long lingering moment. We know that they're okay, I think. Yeah. That's how much this has evolved over this season. Now, now why the, uh, is this in Cetacean Ops, by the way? This one last no thing. Idea. This felt very Galaxy Quest to me. Like, <laughs> why? Why is this here? Exactly. Who designed this? Especially if our Cetacean crew members can't do anything with it. What the heck, man? Yeah, it's, it's a very, very odd place to put a release. It is. I was wondering how long they were going to stretch this out. Like with Boimler. With him underwater. passing out? Yeah, with him passing out. I was like, how long are they going to keep us in suspense? Yeah. I'm glad they didn't make us wait till the very end. Yeah, I really like that camera work where they had the camera like on the like attached to the hull so that the camera moved with the hull so it looks like it looked like somebody put a GoPro on it. Yeah. And uh good call. Yeah, that was really good work. It was. It was good. I love this so much. (laughs) (laughs) The dolphin perspective, that's how you take care of somebody. So now, cute. I really like Ransom's heads-up display on his. Um, it's pretty cool. On his helmet, like it's, it kind of makes me think of. I think it was. I think it was Star Trek Into Darkness, where we see Kirk and he has. Um, oh He's in right. a spacesuit, and and they have a heads-up display. Yeah, that must be where that's coming from. Right on. Definitely makes more sense here in the, in the 24th century, but yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's all right. Now, I saw a, a couple of really nice quick throwback. references here. Skinny dipping yeah. in Cetacean Ops and seeing a koala. Good callback to season mm-hmm. one. And who so, would have thought Jennifer is going to save Mariner's ass here? So Jennifer ran out. So that's what happened. Because like I was confused there for a second on the geography of the scene. Right, so it like, wasn't her just <laughs> reaching out and grabbing her. Like She actually ran out yeah, to go get her. She had to do that. Okay. 
So why would this be catastrophic? Well, I mean, it's a fairly big ship. It's going to make an impact. And that could have catastrophic effects on the planet. Yeah, but catastrophic makes me think of like dinosaur level event. Well, maybe. I don't think... I don't, I, I don't see that as an impossibility, but I'm also not a scientist. <laughs> That's true. We're just watching a cartoon Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> now, the aliens on this planet look really cool. I hope we get to know them more. Heavy drinkers they are. <laughs> and friendly. For once, it's a friendly first contact. Oh, my God. Of course, we're going to completely subvert all expectations later on with the twist that we already mentioned. Right. But at least this is going to go right. And Freeman gets to do a first contact. First, first contact. That's right. Hence the episode title. I love that. Because we have a movie called First Contact. We have an episode called First Contact. Now we have another episode called First, First Contact. <laughs> so then the next permutation of this is going to have to somehow be First, First, First Contact. Or First, Second Contact. Ooh, oh, Since we already have second contact hey. as the first episode. We must drink. <laughs> Love it. They I love like these aliens. Evolved. Let's get to know each other. I like the way they think. Also, there's a ship there docked with Cerritos. I'm, I'm pretty sure we've seen that before, but I can't remember what it's named. Mm, I'm not sure. I'm, sure. I'm sure there's some people out there who know right off the top of their heads. This is where Tendi gets her promotion. This was the moment that I thought of you that you you would like uh, bec- when um the doctor hugs Tendi and starts purring. <laughs> it was a very cute moment. And I felt that purr. I feel the rumble. <laughs> Are they trying to make some sort of like subtle gatekeepers? type of commentary with this whole thing no not jadzia like spock just how ridiculous it is no i i don't i don't think so i think it's i think it's just like a because the the doctor seems a little older to me so that's her point well that's kind of what i'm getting at that's her idol you know it's my star trek blah 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 i wouldn't go that far as to say gatekeeping i think it was just her frame of reference okay So, so Jennifer. Yeah, they're clearly saying something here. I think we are inching toward a relationship here. Well, I mean, she made reference to her, her said her little butt (laughs) at the at the top. (laughs) That could have been something she noticed. Sure. And um, and then like yeah, they're clearly flirting with each other, and then she grabs her by the hand. Yeah. Yeah. And off they go. So. What do you think about that? Are you in? Do you like this idea? I don't know. I don't like the, I don't know. It's 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 kind of a trope where they're like, oh, we hated each other and now we have raw sexual chemistry because we hated each other. Maybe. It's just, I don't know. But then you know what? I have faith at this point in Mike McMahon and his writers to subvert that expectation and give us something different where they build a real genuine relationship. Yeah, I'd be fine with that if that was the case. I mean, like on the outset, that just sounds boring, but there's ways you can spice that up and make it fun. And that might be I all would, right. I, I really wanted want to know where she was going to go. Like Captain Freeman? 
yeah i really want to know like what's the name of the ship what type of ship is it what would be her mission you know yeah. it's a, what like, is the I next really step that stuff. from a california class i feel like we were just on the verge of finding out and then the pack leads have got to ruin everything Part of me feels like we should, even though I really like the character, part of me feels like we should see growth. We should see the captain leave. We've never had that in a Star Trek show before. Where Who's the captain to say? Leaves. You know what? If things resolve fairly quickly with the Packlids and Freeman proves her innocence, maybe she does get transferred off the ship. That's going to so, affect her relationship with Mariner, vice versa. And mm-hmm. how is that going to go? I feel like be- I feel like they won't go that way because she made the decision that she's not going to take the transfer. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe this whole maybe she'll reconsider at some point though. I don't know. We'll have to find out. I'm sure there's plans. So this is this is weird that they are just straight up arresting her and not even interviewing her first. I thought the same thing. Like wow, they're just really going for it. They're buying into circumstantial evidence. Yeah, like this is I mean, obviously, it's for dramatic purposes, and it's so we can end on a on a cliffhanger and a huge note because it's not. It can't really, really be like, oh, well, we need to talk to you. Could you please come to the right? No, <laughs> and we've got to like blah. dress her down. Her crew's mm-hmm. just about to cheer her on her way, and no, she's in cuffs. Shocker! That's not how this was supposed to go. I was super surprised that they did not end on a joke, like not even a little bit. No, we're gonna get something even worse. We're going to get. To be continued. <laughs> the first for Star Trek Lower Decks. And then that great shot of all the the whole crew standing. Yeah. The and the naked ship. Like I really feel like we've been stripped down, man. All of us. I wonder if we're gonna get like a refit or like a new look Ooh. on the Cerritos for next season. Maybe. I don't know. That's an interesting thought. I didn't think about that. That could be kind of cool, though. What is a refit California class going to look like, potentially? Yeah. Well, all right. <sighs> that was that the was finale. our episode. We, I think, we both can say that we loved it. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> like I said at the top of the show, not laugh out loud funny, but really good sci-fi, really good Trek. You know what, though, there were a couple of moments where I really, genuinely laughed out loud hard. There's some really good one-liners in here, and it's not necessarily going for the constant laugh track, but nevertheless, I think this one's got everything. And you know what the best part is? Is This is Lower Decks being Lower Decks. Last season, we had a great season finale with Captain Riker making an appearance, and Troy, we do not even need that kind of a crutch to make a really even better season finale in season two. So with that, I'm going to make a declaration. Let me know if you're on board with this. Usually it's season three where Star Trek series kind of come into their own and they quote unquote grow the beard. Star Trek Lower Decks has already done that. They did it here. They've grown their beard. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, if you want to go with that metaphor, I know what you're trying to say, but Riker grew the beard in season two. Yeah, but <laughs> so <laughs> what, what I'm saying is it really filled out in season three. Like, okay, you know where I'm going <laughs> with this go. though. So just stop I, getting technical I know exactly with me. What you mean. <laughs> Don't ruin my moment of profoundness. Come on now. We Doesn't are, happen very we are often. We Trek fans. Come on. You know uh, that that was going to come. You freaking nerd. Jeez. The heart is in the minutia. No, I'm... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think... Uh, I don't know. I think... I think the... I think season two was great. They had some really... Like... I... I might disagree with you a little bit. Okay. While I really... I really like season one. 
I really like season two. I feel like season one was them trying to figure... I think season one was just like, no, this is who we are. This is who we want to be. Yeah. Season two, I think, was testing the waters of who they could be. Okay. And season three is probably going to be who they are. Hmm. That's how I'm throwing it down. Okay. That, I mean, that does make a lot of sense. So I, I could be wrong. And that's okay if I am, because if this show just keeps going on its trajectory, it's going to be damn good. Like, I feel like we I don't, keep getting I don't think it's a better. right or a wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think uh, it's, it's, there's, a, there was things in season one that I thought were funnier than what was in season two, but there's things in season two that I thought were funnier than in season one. Uh, so it's really, I have no idea what's going to happen in season three, but I'm very much looking forward to it. Me too. And I think we have to wait a whole year to get there. Ugh. Next August, Gross. probably. That's the kind of timeline we're on. Oh, man. <laughs> but not a full year for more Trek. No. We have Prodigy on the way in a couple of weeks, and we get to see holographic Captain Janeway. Now, folks, a lot of people have emailed me, tweeted me, and asked me in person if we were going to continue this show with Star Trek Prodigy. Right. So we're, making, we're giving you a soft maybe. <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to watch the first episode of Prodigy and talk about it. Yeah. A bonus episode. On, on this show. Will. Yeah. It's going to be a bonus episode. It's going to be on this feed. So we're not going to create a new show. It's not going to be Char and Tristan on their Prodigy show. It's going to be this show. And they're going to be bonus. It's going to be, you're at least going to get one bonus episode. Right. But the. We need to see the show and really gather some thoughts about it to see just how much we're into it, whether or not we even want to do a show about it. Because sometimes you just want to sit back and watch and enjoy it. You know, like we got to figure that out. And we can't do that until we watch the first episode at least. So that's why it's the and soft if, maybe. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is that like if we don't like it, we don't want to podcast about something we don't like. And you don't want to listen to us. No. Podcast with something that we don't like. That's not fun I for mean, any of us. week after week. I mean, it can be interesting if it's like an episode here or there where you just kind of bash it or make fun of it. That can be fun. But if it's every single week, no. No. So please be patient with us as we figure this out and we'll let you know as we go. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to go to the nerdparty.com for all of your nerd party needs, all of your podcasting needs, because we got something for everyone. We got Star Trek, Star Wars, Doctor Who, Babylon 5. TV, movies, everything, everything, everything. New content coming at you every single day of the week. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Insane Robin, and you can find me at Oh the Profanity, talking a lot of lower decks lately. And you can find the network on Twitter at Join Nerd Party, and on Instagram and Facebook at Just Plain the Nerd Party. So thank you so much. Uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, Lower Decks season two, and I hope you enjoyed our take on it. And we will see you in a couple of weeks for Star Trek. Prodigy. Until then, I give you a sarcastic Vulcan salute. Live long and prosper. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.